In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined as always by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? Oh, I'll abstain from answering honestly. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Answering honestly? Why would you ever do that? Yeah, who answers honestly anymore? Anyways. <laughs> also joining us, you hear him there, RCMP from up north, JLB. What's going on? You hear me, you hear me, crystal loud and clearly. It is your boy from up north, your boy Justin JLB. I'm good, guys. I'm good. I'm still doing it. I'm still washing my hands. I'm still social distancing. And I'm still here to give you a little bit of the verbal bubbly. We're a little late on the bubbly drink. Um, I always like to remind people Raw and Order is part of the Tatnusco Podcast Network, so do make sure to check out the other shows on the network. Go to tatnusco.com, click on the network link, and you can see them all there. And then uh, give them a listen. Come back here. We'll see you next time. Um, If you are new to this show... However, this premise is very simple. We take turns challenging each other to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We do not tell each other what we're going to challenge them in advance, so we always get off the cuff and usually pretty interesting results out of it. I would like to remind everyone to make sure you're liking and sharing and subscribing in this, to this podcast on whatever platform you use, because that is uh, how we grow and continue to get bigger and everything. So um, you can also head over to patreon.com slash raw and order WBU to support us there. Gets you sweet perks like ask, access to our Discord server, commercial free episodes, Voting for classic pay-per-view reviews, monthly Ask Me Anythings, and even the ability to be invited on this show or one of our other shows to challenge us to book your fantasy or report on your own wrestling crime. Yeah. And you get ass and access. Mm-hmm. Access. I love, I, <laughs> I love that you had a... Uh, Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry. I'm not supposed to laugh in the middle of. I got a text message. That oh, was funny. Uh, yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> I, I I did. I think multiple people did. Anyway, um, yeah. I have no clue where we're at, other than we're on an <laughs> FBI episode. I'm so lost today. You to laugh on the podcast. <laughs> Today's been been a day. I tell yeah. you. Anyway, I can imagine. I can imagine. So I, I can die happy now. That's awesome. I got you both to laugh on the podcast. <laughs> so anyways, we're going to go ahead and get started with the fantasy booking before we go too far off the rails. <laughs> um, I think I went first last week. So who wants okay. to go first this week? I'll go, I'll go. I'll go. Okay. Oh, this way you can ruin it for both of us. This would be fantastic. I already did with my uh, message earlier, so I'll just keep the ball rolling. Let's see, let's see if you can keep it going. There you go. So you mentioned that when we book fantasies, it's highly unlikely uh, that these scenarios would take place. And I certainly hope this scenario doesn't take place. But I would still be curious, although I don't want it to happen. 
would still be curious to hear your thoughts on how you would be the booker in this situation. So, is it a if, situation or a situation? It's it could be both. It could be both. In this case, I think it's a situation. Uh, <laughs> if Nia Jax wins the championship at Backlash, how would you book her run? And it has to be a legitimate run with the title. Like, like, what do you mean by legitimate? She has to defend it? The next day, yes. She has to defend it. She has to keep it until... Uh, I was going to say SummerSlam, but that's technically only a month. She has to keep it until... SummerSlam's in August, bud. All right. She has to keep it at least until SummerSlam. Ugh. Yep. Um, geez. How would you do oh, that? Jesus. Well, <laughs> well if, if this is the WWE, and uh, because it is the WWE, I know they probably thought of this, uh, you would book her winning it and then going on an injuring spree. Okay, where... hold on. Make it entertaining, though. I, you, you cannot say the WWE will make it entertaining. Um, no, but that, my, my point is, storyline-wise, you could argue that it's entertaining, right? Mm. An injuring spree. You totally turn the shoot reality that she injures people into the kayfabe reality of her injuring people on TV, right? And here's the deal. I know it's going to happen because they've already fucking done it, right? When she shoot injured Becky, knocking her out of Survivor Series, for the next month, she came out pretending like she was the top dog and, and had the knockout punch mm. because she broke Becky's nose, right? So they oh. just, you just lean into that and you have her win it in a way that injures Asuka. Um, so Asuka's off air for a while. You have her defend it in a way that injures Liv Morgan injures i'm using air quotes when i say injured by the way to point out that these are talking about storyline injuries not real injuries right uh but you just have her go on this spree where she's she's now the baddest woman on the planet in terms of she doesn't give an f if she injures people in fact she goes out of her way to injure people you know you start start having her do those moves uh in ways to look like they're injuring like you know, there's back and forth reports on whether or not some people blame her for Kyrie Sane's injury on Raw this week. Uh, it's two the, buckle bombs messed up, man. Well, but Kyrie Sane's was, was the buckle bomb was a month ago. The injury on Raw this week was uh, throwing her into the uh, steel steps. Oh, okay. um, which is why it was so weird that the whole buckle bomb being banned story came out this week because it was it was literally that buckle bomb three weeks ago to Kyrie Sane where she didn't it throw her Kyrie, far enough. It, I thought it was somebody else. Nope, it was Kyrie. She didn't throw her far enough, so Kyrie just bounced her neck off the bottom turnbuckle. Um, I and, thought she had a concussion or broke her neck or something because it was horrible. Yeah, it, it looked it looked really bad. I was surprised Kyrie was even walking on the next draw. Um, that's how bad it looked. And and so, but this one she threw her into the steel steps. And the original reports were all that you know, no one blames Naya because Kyrie chose to take the fall in a different way than normal, and that's how she hit her head and split it open. 
But all the reports now are saying, I've talked to anonymous sources in the WWE and they're all angry at Nia because she's unsafe and she injured Kyrie Sane and that and that thing. Here's a picture of how bad Kyrie Sane was injured. And it looks, it's a nasty cut. It's probably about an inch and a half to two inches long right on her forehead. Uh, big old split open. Anyways, wow. but... But so, you know, you just turn it into a storyline where where she, you know, concertos people and breaks their arms or or things like that, right? Um, which could then can lead up to the triumphing story of someone finally being able to get give her her comeuppance at I, I would say if you're gonna play the injury aim angle, you have it go on even longer than SummerSlam. You take it all the way to maybe Survivor Series, maybe Hell in a Cell. You know, in mm -hmm. fact, Hell in a Cell makes a really good endpoint for this if you're going to go, like, the injury angle. You end up having her in a Hell in a Cell match against a returning Asuka or someone coming back from the injury. And... Technically, I'll even add to yours, because why not? Um, you have Ronda Rousey come back. Because wasn't Nia Jax the one that said or stood up to Ronda Rousey when she said all that stuff? Yeah, but I thought you said you wanted it to be entertaining. Oh snap! Okay. Oh, oh, uh, harsh. <laughs> uh, I bet you there's at least one person out there who thought about clicking off this right then. Rousey says, "I mean, I'm entertaining him." I'm I'm part of this podcast, and I thought of it. Just saying, you know, that, that was rude. That was that was rude. Yeah. Well, the other two on this podcast are totally fine with calling out Ronda Rousey for not being entertaining. Anyways, fair, but. I think Asuka coming back from an injury. I think the storyline is you have someone coming back from being injured by Nia and then challenging her in Hell in a Cell. Um, or even have it being oh she's going to face all the way to Hell in a Cell. What? That, you have it making it all the way to Hell in a Cell? Well, that's what I was saying is, is, you know, SummerSlam is too early for this injury angle to have the impact that I would like it to. And so Hell in a Cell might be longer than I'd want to go, but the uh, the ability to put Nia Jax in a Hell in a Cell match against maybe even a mystery opponent. She doesn't even know who her opponent's going to be until she gets into that cell, and then all of a sudden you hear... Rousey. No. Asuka's music. Come <laughs> up. And so then Nia Jax has to face off against Asuka in a cell, and Asuka is able to, to uh, get the win and give Nia Jax her comeuppance and maybe injure Nia Jax kayfabe, you know, to, to really give the... Or not. No, no. Hey, I, I'm, I'm never one to, to say actual injuries, but, you know, if it happened... Oh, Jesus. Uh, I actually kind of like this angle. I would change a couple things about it so that it could accelerate faster. Um, but I actually kind of like this angle. So yeah. I, I think we have... Um, Naya, obviously Naya has to win for this to work. Um, so Naya wins over Asuka. Of course, she says you're to the back of the line. She gets a little bit cocky because she just beat Asuka. Becky's not around. Charlotte's not around. Who's going to take my title? Um, Asuka doesn't get injured, so Asuka wants a rematch the next night. And uh, at that point, um, Naya accepts under one condition that she can't, that Asuka can't challenge for her title again if Nia wins and Nia retains and then we have like this open challenge set up and yeah there's injuries um I uh, on on the regular um 
but I think you have Kyrie come back and challenge her to a first blood match, the first ever women's first blood match at SummerSlam. And take the title off. I like. And then Kyrie has the title, and that means that Kyrie's probably resigning. But when is she supposed to leave, technically? November. Hmm? I so, like that idea. The first I don't have a problem with it. I just feel like it'd be is not is not Charlotte. And that pisses Charlotte off. <laughs> yeah. Sure. My my only worry is that that would be the six week push for Kyrie, where they give her the title uh, just long enough for her to resign. Because look, they gave me the title, and then they drop it and forget yeah. about her again. Genius business move, though. Will she fall for it? We'll see what yeah. happens. I sure and hope not. then you have you have somebody who's not a four horse woman win one of the first ever matches. Okay, so I've got to break in here. I just noticed come across Twitter, Impact Wrestling tweeted out the announce of Slammiversary coming up on July 18th. Oh. Uh, that that date is significant because that is, if I'm correct, three days after almost all the no-compete clauses are done. Um, and of note, the entire commercial features the back of someone's head as they sit in an easy chair and watch a newscast talking about wrestlers being fired uh, and then and then teasing who could it be. And they show Carl Anderson, they show uh, uh, Luke Gallows, they show Mike Bennett, they show EC3. Um, it goes by fast. There's, I think... Um, so they have guys that have been there before. They show their yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's all clips from them when they previously were previously in Impact. Impact. Right? Okay. And so I think Eric Young flashed across really quickly. But it's one of those things where, you know, they're keeping keeping the suspense. Who could it possibly be? Uh, but somebody is definitely coming back to, oh, Spud just went by. I'm watching it on repeat. So they're definitely hinting that someone is coming back to Impact at Slammiversary. That is very good marketing, Impact Wrestling. I applaud that. Um, okay, anyways, yep. back back to talking in the fantasy book. That might make me change my entire challenge, though. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. But no, I mean, I, I I like both of the ways. The first blood matches is, is a is a great way uh, to do it. So I'm down with that as a, as an alternative. I just frankly wasn't thinking about first blood so i thought the best way to to do an injury angle and a comeback would be a hell in a cell match and i mean it's really more the argument to getting rid of hell in a cell as a pay-per-view and turning it into a match that can come up at any pay-per-view yeah and i know that you like that idea i just we haven't seen a first blood match in a long time and we've never seen a women's first blood match what a really cool thing. And I know you're Googling that right now. I would say in WWE, we've never seen a women's first blood match. I, I got to be honest. I wasn't even going to Google it because, frankly, you're right. There's I'm not sure a lot of women's blading. But... <laughs> there was a, a joke on uh, this week's Being the Elite about blading. Uh, it started off and Brandon Cutler came into the uh, dressing room. And there's Matt Hardy talking to the rest of the elite. So there's Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, um, all in there. And uh, he's like, "Yo, you, you need pardon to come." What was that? I said, "Pardon the pun." Yeah, all in, Put, all in. But uh, he says, "Hey, hey, we need we need you all for the media uh, thing." And you can tell they don't want to do the media. And so they say, "Well, give us five minutes, and then and then we'll come." 
And so Brandon Cutler leaves, and then it cuts to five minutes later. He's like, okay, it's been five minutes. And he opens the door, and he comes in there, and uh, all of them are bloody, right? And they're like, did you see him? Someone came in here, and, and oh, the Hangman isn't bloody. And then someone came in here and, and attacked us. Uh, uh, we can't do the media days. And, and he looks over at Hangman. Hangman? And, and Hangman is just drinking. He's like, yeah, um, someone attacked him. And takes another drink. But it goes through, and uh, after Brandon Cutler leaves and says, we'll find someone else to do media days, uh, Kenny Omega wipes the ketchup off of his stomach because <laughs> it was just ketchup. And then uh, Nick Jackson says, oh, your, yours was ketchup. Mine was even better. It was stage blood. And he pulls out a little packet of vampire blood from, like, you know, Halloween or whatever. And then it goes, there's Matt Jackson, and you could see him palming a a utility knife blade into his hand. He's like, yeah, yeah, I did uh, stage blood too. Mine was vampire blood as well. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and everything. It's pretty funny. You'll have to watch it. Anyways, we are off the rails already. Um, I'm going to have to debate on whether I'm going to change my challenge to you guys. So, DA Fabe, do you have your next challenge? No, but I'm prepared to listen to your debate against yourself. Ah oh, man, you're gonna make it. <laughs> no, uh... I'll be, I'll be happy to do this first. That's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So, um, obviously, the uh, on AE Dubs last week, we had the uh, the pleasure of seeing a battle royal um, for the TNT number one contenders match. There was a person in that match who most of us would consider past his prime. A, a ass man? It, I'm an ass man. Yes. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. A bad ass man. Um, but he was also maybe the second largest person in the ring. Yeah. Which makes you realize how much smaller the wrestlers are in AEW and makes you not care still. But um, I am going to challenge you guys to book a Billy Gunn um, pardon me I had a little nausea there just thinking about it uh, book a Billy Gunn <laughs> title run in AEW not tag title so an individual title run um, and it can be either one of the two <laughs> how dare you rule tag titles out of that how dare you <laughs> that's pretty it harsh We've got a built-in answer with tag titles with his, his son, Austin Gunn, and everything. But no, you got to come with me. He gave me a tag title. Sorry. Has Austin uh, actually played in... Uh, yeah, played. He, he wrestled like one or two matches. Um, and now he's... is Recently, he's just been out at ringside cheering. In fact, I was uh, part of a uh, Facebook conversation with someone earlier wondering, you know, what has happened to him? He's there. Why hasn't he wrestled? And no one really knows. I mean, someone inside AEW, I'm sure knows, but I don't know. So, um, Billy uh, took it from him. He was like, "Ah, I'll go ahead and be in this battle royal that they were going to introduce you for the first time ever in." Yeah, <laughs> like, I know you wrestled a couple matches, and you're like the young up, up and coming uh, one, probably the one that people actually want to see. But I'm going to take your spot in everything. 
from now on. <laughs> well, that's messed up, though. What they could have done is he could have, let's say, got injured in the Battle Royal and then have his son take his spot like that kind of thing to kind of make it seem like, all right, makes sense that they would have gave it to Billy Gunn because it's Billy Gunn. Yeah, I mean, Orange uh, Cassidy but, wasn't in for the entire match, so just have, uh, have Austin Gunn well, come out. And- and and frankly, they look enough alike, even though they're you know twenty some years apart, uh, father and son. But they look enough alike that you could really have a fun little, um, for lack of a better term, twin magic sort of game with them, where Billy Gunn rolls out of the ring and then Austin Gunn rolls back in, and and the referee pretends to be confused for a God, bit. You look like you aged so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I, did, I, I I did, Aubrey. <laughs> yeah. One, three, anyways. Or or have Billy come in and, and get the win, or Austin come in for Billy on the regular and have Austin stand up and Aubrey's like, no, no, you're obviously Austin. Aubrey can, and Austin can reply with, uh, no, no, Botox, Botox. <laughs> yes, surgery's wonderful. There's uh, great stuff going on. <laughs> I would kind of like that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but that would be a fun storyline to have, but... But no, that probably won't play into the actual storyline that I would put out for. <sighs> It'd have to be the TNT title, because not not that there's like anything inherently wrong with giving him the world title. Um, but I think after uh, Chris Jericho, we need a fairly long run of younger stars with the world title for a bit to build up that That's title. That's part of the reason I'm not entirely convinced that Brian Cage won't win. Because Mox is in his late or mid forties, early forties. He's our age, right? And so, how old is John Moxley? Let's find out. Let's see who's faster? John Moxley, born December seventh, nineteen eighty-five. Oh crap! He's only that would 34. Put him thirty-four. Yeah. yeah. So there goes no, your three. Oh yeah, thirty-four. Thirty-four. He'll turn thirty-five. But so. God, he looks no. rough for thirty-five, man. Well, yeah, that is it. His entire career pre WWE was like CZW deathmatch style wrestling. That's a little hard on the body there. Uh, so this is true. But uh, no, I'm not entirely convinced he is uh, going to beat. He's actually John Moxley is a year younger than Brian Cage. Jeez. <laughs> there goes that whole assortment. Yeah. Brian Cage uh-huh. comes across younger. Than yeah. Moxley, Brian Cage does appear younger. I will give you that. If if you were to put them side by side and ask me to guess who is older, I always would have guessed Moxley. So, uh, but that being said, I if you put Matt and Nick Jackson side by side and say who's the older one, I would have picked Nick Jackson to be the older one every really? damn time. Um, I think and, Matt looks older. I think it's the dark hair for me though. Well, you see, the thing is, in, in I don't want to come off sounding critical of it, but Nick Jackson has a, a heavily receding hairline, and True. that plays into him always looking older to me. Because uh, they both have the darker hair. Uh, Matt's blacker than Nick's, but it's Whoa. dark brown. That's a little insensitive in these times. Matt's is more colored than no, that's worse. <laughs> that is definitely worse. Matt, Matt, Matt is definitely Matt has more pigmentation. Yeah, Matt Matt's is Matt's is of a tone that is dark. no, that doesn't Deep, work either. Deeper? A deeper tone. There yes. we go, deeper. 
Matt is a deeper tone than uh than Nick's. But no, I and um, my wife agrees with me. Like when I was the younger, she did not believe me until I showed her their ages. Um, and how far apart are they? A few years. Um, Nick is the younger. I thought. Nick is the younger. Matt's the you older. You said Matt is the younger. Oh, guys, Sorry. guys, guys, on track. It doesn't matter which brother's older. It doesn't change our lives at all. Yeah, we, still, we still need you to book. Get we on still need shows. you to book Billy Gunn in his title run. Yeah, so who's doing this first? So um, just to answer, Nick Jackson is five years younger than Matt Jackson. Uh, Matt is 35. I, think, I, I feel is like you obsess sometimes. A little Pretty bit. I much definitely, I definitely have some OCDs. Not arguing there. You get my, my. Not a fan of admitting when you're wrong either. So let's just move on. Shall well, it's because we? I'm not often wrong. So, um, and in not I being often wrong, you. that is why Thanks. Billy Gunn has to go to the TNT title. No, you are definitely not wrong about that. It's probably if you were ballsy, you'd have him take the AEW title, but you're not, and that's okay. That was the backhanded compliment. <laughs> oh, how? <laughs> how? I show my how rude. Um, but no, it would definitely would be the TNT title. Um, it would be kind of a fun thing for him to be the one to beat Cody, but I, I think AEW smart enough to have uh, someone young and upcoming being the next one because they already faced enough backlash with Cody winning from people saying, you just book former you know, WWE guys to win your big titles. Um, which I, I mean, wouldn't be surprised to see Jungle Boy win it. I really wouldn't. I, I really wouldn't be surprised to see Jungle Boy. Um, Darby is also a, a good, good call for. I, I could see a lot of mobility to this title. Yeah, this title is probably going to be the one they use the most to build new stars on their way to the world title. You know, this is going to be the one they get so they can parade around with it for a while and then eventually challenge for the world title. Anyway, um, and that's why uh, Billy Gunn would not be my first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, (laughs) eighth, or ninth choice to win uh, the AEW world title. TNT title, but if I'm forced to make that choice, he would win it. I am forced. So he would win it. I don't think he wins it from Cody, so I think we have at least one or two people win it in between. Cody loses it to, like, a Jungle Boy, helps establish Jungle Boy. Uh, Jungle Boy loses it to... We gotta have, like, a, a big old heel, like MJF, someone like that. Uh, and then, and then you could maybe have Billy Gunn get a, a like a wily veteran win over MJF. You know, one of those things where he doesn't out wrestle MJF, he doesn't out sneak MJF. He's not stronger, you know, all that stuff. But because MJF is younger and less experienced, uh, Billy Gunn is able to to get a victory by exploiting that. Um, you're going to so have that's... Billy Gunn beat MJF. Wow. Yes, briefly. I'm insulted and repulsed. He's not He's not going to have him have it for long. I'm not going to do a Nia Jax six-month booking on this one here. Heck, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Uh, MJF would probably reclaim it with the help of Wardlow the following episode. Um, just from a standpoint of, you know... 
this would be a a just kind of a give me for Billy Gunn a, a thank you for being a team player and give me what I want, give me what I want. Uh, <laughs> so that that'd be what I would do. I'm not exactly happy with that, but I can't see another way to do it. I mean, there, I'm not gonna have Billy Gunn beat Moxley um, or Brian Cage uh, or Brody Lee or you know. I mean, there's a whole whole line of big guys right now in in AEW that I would not have. So that kind of rules out the heavyweight title in or the world champion title there. So the TNT is about it. So I, I basically see him as a transitional at best, right? A way a way to um, get the belt Blow it off, off one face to another face, move it to another face, or or one heel to another heel. You have MJF lose it, and then Wardlow wins it the following week, you know, and Ooh, that could really ramp up the heelness of Wardlow and MJF. MJF could pay him to lay down. Yeah. Which would lead to the feud of, of Wardlow deciding not to lay down because they've not been teasing, the not on the first, but they've been teasing it. They've been teasing it pretty heavily. So I thought they were going to do it in this match. <laughs> but yeah. No, nope. they Orange Cassidy had to ruin that. Well, that's that's one of the things that I enjoy so much right now with AEW is they they love to to set these false false ideas and then you know what I mean like they put this whole thing that uh, maybe Wardlow is going to turn on MJF here and then they don't even come they don't tease it in the actual match at all. I feel like I feel like their writers room when they're doing this, you know those pin boards on on FBI movies and whatnot. Since we're on the FBI, like Britt Baker had up. Yeah, only they have like strings all over. <laughs> Just like we have to remember who's in a feud here and where they're at and how we can make this work and and yeah, I just feel like it's really advanced. Like their their storyline overlaps very well. Well, and they obviously have at least some contingency plans in place because they were able to really really quickly pivot uh on the Britt Baker injury to pivot Pep that, pep that. Um, <laughs> pivot on the injury to her still having a presence on here, but moving to other people. The the whole uh, ref Aubrey being the centerpiece of the whole conspiracy against Britt Baker was that's brilliant. Genius, yeah, yeah it was brilliant. So, so by the way, no rumor if Aubrey's actually like going to be a wrestler or anything. That's not a thing. No, no. If anything, she would have been the mastermind behind it. But I, I love it more because it's just so absurd. Aubrey Edwards has so far been portrayed as the straightest laced of straightest laced. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so the idea that she's actually behind this conspiracy, this weird conspiracy to hurt Britt Baker, is even Aubrey more. Aubrey Edwards is there. Aubrey Edwards is there. Aubrey That's Edwards. Right, though. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. Somewhere. I love that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so fantastic. Anyway. All right. How do you do it? Our, yeah, our honestly, you know, you know what though? I wanna see um I wanna see him take it for a while. I wanna see AEW build up Billy Gunn in a singles uh match in a singles competitive role because he's never been able to do that his entire career within the wwe and i want them to like spit in the wwe's face and actually make a good run so how i would actually do this is him for some reason um uh see but i want jungle boy to win so i think jungle boy wins it you get the feud with mjf 
Okay. You get the feud with MJF happening because that's been rumored for a while with the whole Marco thing and so on. So they could easily do that. MJF uh, screws Jungle Boy out of winning it. So whatever. Wardlow helps him or uh, whatever have you. And then Billy Gunn ends up getting involved kind of thing because Wardlow uh, is... um, Whatever, because what, 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 basically Billy Gunn is going to be helping out Jungle Boy. This kind of leads to, for some odd reason, uh, a Billy Gunn MJF feud because Jungle Boy can't go for a rematch because Jungle Boy is injured. So Jungle Boy gives the opportunity to Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn then wins it um, and ends up making that feud happen between MJF and Wardlow. Okay, so that's how you get MJF out of the picture now and how you make Billy Gunn somewhat stronger and more impactful because he did beat MJF, who, uh, you know, now we know can wrestle well when uh, he's double or nothing. Didn't. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I would like to see him have a run for a bit. But the reason why he's helping out Jungle Boy is so that he can also help out the younger talent. And he's not going to have it for a huge amount of time, but he's going to have it for longer than a week. He's going to at least have it for like, uh, let's say two months, a month maybe, maybe a month. Because Jungle Boy would win it at the next pay-per-view against Billy Gunn. It's going to be a friendly match, which Jungle Boy would win. Um... And then, I don't know, maybe turn Billy Gunn heel or something if Billy Gunn still wants to keep wrestling. So so you have mentor Billy Gunn. And and I just want to make sure I have the sequence right here. So Jungle Boy wins it. MJF takes it off of Jungle Boy. or I'm sorry, MJF takes it off of Cody and then Jungle Boy takes it off of MJF to get the rubber match or a, a rematch, basically? No, the other way around. Jungle Boy is taking it off Cody because Jungle Boy could be facing Cody for okay. the TV, right? So Jungle Boy wins it. MJF talks some trash. He beats up Marco Stunt or something, and then that builds the feud between Jungle Boy and MJF. Jungle Boy wants to get revenge. He's like, the only way you can fight me is if you if you put your NTNT title on the line. He's like, okay, I'm down. MJF ends up beating him, but of course, Wardlow cheats uh, and gets involved. Billy Gunn comes in afterwards, kind of to help out Jungle Boy, because Billy Gunn's a face, right? He's not a bad guy. Um, and then that's what kind of builds up that feud. So essentially, Billy Gunn's the mentor to Jungle Boy, but Jungle Boy gets injured to be able to try and get a rematch for the championship. So he says, you know what? You, you, you take my spot kind of thing. And that's what builds up the mentor getting that shot one more time. And I think it might be pretty good. I just hope Billy Gunn could actually wrestle. Uh, and it's rusty in the ring. That's the only, I didn't hey, see enough. The Famouser is a phenomenal, phenomenal closing move. So, I didn't say John Cena move. All right. All right. That's what I'm going to honest. I, but I, 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 truth be told, I would love to see them, uh, do Billy Gunn in a singles uh, assortment uh, in that regard to kind of say, hey, WWE, this is how you use one of your best tag team, one of your best tag teams uh, as a singles competitor. Uh, something you couldn't do and we could. Ha! 
Yep. Yeah, I think that ends up being crap either way. <laughs> I mean, I'm I didn't say really, it was... I'm really glad I picked that one because well, the yeah, whole no. concept is crap. <laughs> I was not happy having, having to answer it, but, you know, when you served a poop sandwich, you do your best, right? Nom, 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 nom. Choke it down. It's like Fear Factor. Yeah, just plug your nose and choke it down. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so... So I think your challenge made up my mind on my challenge, right? Oh, so, you're going to get vicious. All right. No, I'm not going to get vicious. Vicious. No, it's not going to be vicious. It's not going to be a broken leg off a top rope. Um, oh, my, my original. <laughs> here's why your your challenge made up my mind. My original challenge was going to be directly tied to the AEW TNT championship. So, oh, so he because, almost idea. Yeah, because it wasn't the same post because it had nothing to do with Billy Gunn. It was going to be book the next AEW TNT champion, you know, kind of a generic Semi- sort of one there. But in the end, we kind of did that for both of ours. So, so I'm going to go with the Impact Wrestling. Um, so here's my challenge to you: with Slammiversary coming up on July 18th. And then pitching that at least one major <laughs> fired WWE star will be returning. Um, and of course, knowing that whoever is the fired returning star is obviously going to be presented as a big name in AEW now. So now your choice is to book who it is and how you would book them to come back for their first, I don't know, month or so on the roster. Ooh. Uh, do you mind running down who you saw on that video again? Uh, the video specifically showed uh, Gallows and Anderson, who both were... I mean, all of these people were once in him. So Gallows and Anderson... Anderson impact? Um, before their New Japan run. Oh, and then Jesus. a little bit during it, because this was when Impact Wrestling, at the time TNA Wrestling, did have a working relationship with New Japan. Mm. And so, like, Bullet Club was able to appear on Impact for a short period of time until uh, New Japan sent their up-and-coming young star, Kazuchika Okada, to America to wrestle on Impact Wrestling. And uh, they made him into a Green Hornet Kato ripoff for Uh... a while. And then New Japan said, "Uh, nope, we're not going to let you do that anymore. And so... Damn idiots. Anyways, um... So, but you had Gallows and Anderson, you had Eric Young, you had Rockstar Spud, <clears throat> EC3, and Mike Bennett specifically appeared. It went fast, though. There may have been other people appearing that I just couldn't quite catch, because it's, it's you know, a 30-second long commercial. Shame on your eyes. And, and I'm also watching it on silent, because, you know, we're in the middle of a podcast, so... I'm just trying to see. now the other people that were flashed were EC3. so it was Eric Young, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Kurt Hawkins, EC3, Mike and Maria, but it was Mike specifically, um, and Drake. Yeah, EC3. The and only one you Kurt, missed was Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, Kurt Hawkins was the only one I 100. So so, but that being said, it doesn't actually have to be limited to those. Those are the people that they're pitching, but that's probably. Uh, mostly because those are the only ones that they have access and rights to the footage of, right? Yes. So, so it could be Heath Slater, but they Heath Slater's never been in TNA Impact, so they don't have any footage of him. 
it could be um, anyone that they just haven't had before, and so therefore don't have footage. So your your scope is wider than just those six people that appeared on that, or seven people, whatever that is. I mean, Zack Ryder never appeared in Impact Wrestling, but he'd be a pretty big name for them to bring in to Impact Wrestling. So, And just to make this easier for you, here is the total list of everybody of talent that's been released i'm going to omit the ones that have already showed up somewhere else so like diana perrazzo even because she's on impact already you know Mm -hmm. so drake maverick kurt hawkins carl anderson luke gallows heath slater aiden english eric young ec3 leo rush kurt angle sarah logan mike kyota because technically referees are talent uh primo and epico Rowan, Mike and Maria Canellis, um, Zach Ryder, Noe Jose, Rusev, and Alexander Jasek. 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 Either way. So, wait, kind of sort of breaking news, not really crazy necessarily. I would just like to point out that Christian's The Peep Show will be coming back next week on Raw for the Edge and Randy Orton edition of the greatest wrestling match ever. So, uh, sorry. Kill switch. Kill switch to Randy Orton. See it happen. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, here's the deal. Uh, nothing against uh, Christian and the Peep Show, but was that really the answer that WWE needed to for the fans as another talk show on the, <laughs> on the thing? This is true. Yeah. You know what though? It made me realize how many talk shows the WWE, how many yeah. uh, Raw and SmackDown talk shows they have. Like, oh my mm-hmm. god. Yep. Uh, you know, it'd be really cool if they had like their own like place that they could do yeah. those. Like, like, like yeah. maybe a network, wrestling. something maybe like a, a network. network. Maybe a network with their own name on it. Uh, I don't know. Something, something that anyone could stream. Um, you know, they could We're even make a free tier of it where anyone could stream these things for free, and then and then for a little bit more money, you could get a bunch of other stuff. This is a brilliant idea. They should that's they a, should hire us. They should totally they should. do that. That's a genius that's an idea. Mind blown. All right. Do you want Anyways, to go quit first? stalling. First. <laughs> I'll go first because uh, I want to get it over with. Um, so I honestly would like to see either Eric Young or EC3 or both. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean it's one person, right? True. True. It could be uh-huh. more. Because honestly, I thought Eric Young was phenomenal in Impact. But when he came to WWE, I just totally forgot how he was great in NXT. Yeah, he was phenomenal in everything except for main roster. Oh, okay. I don't remember seeing him in NXT. So he was part of Sanity. He was the leader of Sanity. Oh, right. Did they explicitly say WWE's released wrestlers? Um, they didn't. They just, and I'm off the video now, but it was like, it was a fake newscast and had in big letters fired and then it showed all the wrestlers and everything so what if they didn't say wwe which i would bet they didn't specifically say wwe um they definitely implied wwe yeah i get um, it they also and and, challenge explicitly wwe no i mean it 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 comes from it just because of the implication but no it's not um in the end uh the the commercial, and I'm I'm just gonna say, from watching it, it heavily to me implies the EC3 character from pre-impact days. 
because it it shows him pouring a high-end scotch on the rocks and then sitting down in a fancy luxury chair and the whole EC3 top 1% gimmick. Um, But that doesn't mean that could be the red herring in there because basically any one of those people could play the now I'm coming from WWE and I'm rich sort of character. Anyways. But do go on. Man, you uh, so those two are gonna be my go-to guys. Uh, EC3 would have more of an opportunity to be a higher top guy, I feel, than Eric. I don't remember how Eric Young was in TNA. He was just kind of like a mid-card guy, right? Yeah, he was upper mid-card, but more or less. And by the way, that totally blew my mind. I just when you told me that he was the leader of Sanity. How do you go from the leader of Sanity to absolutely nothing? Why didn't they do anything with Sanity? Oh, we have talked about this at length, how they messed up with Sanity so bad. So very bad. Um, So in his run during TNA Impact, he was there for 12 years. He held the heavyweight championship one time, the X Division champion one time, uh, three-time legend slash global slash television slash king of the mountain champion because it was just one belt they kept renaming uh four-time world tag team champion and even held the nwa world tag championships twice with bobby rude and yeah and with kaz i remember yeah um so yeah he to go back to tna man oh and he's also the only male person to have co-held the TNA Knockouts Tag Team Championship. Uh, nice. With ODP. Hey, person something, right? Charlotte can't get all the... <laughs> Charlotte can't get all the number ones in every federation. Besides <laughs> TNA. But, you know. Um, yeah, no, that's where I would go. I would honestly, because poor EC3, man. <coughs> EC3 was just brutalized in WWE. Um, even when he was in NXT, um, he really didn't do much. He did more than what he did on Raw. But really didn't do much aside from that so just for the sake of i don't know how big that would make tna though i think a bigger thing would be to bring car luke uh, uh anderson and uh, gallows in would make a huge stint for the company and put them even more on the map or you know a bigger than nebraska size on the map didn't okay i'm sorry i didn't mean that um but yeah i for impact pardon the pun gallows and anderson uh for the sake of him regained back then ec3 and that's my final answers um in a point of clarity on it ec3 was only in nxt in his second run for just less than a year and just kind of spontaneously pulled up to the main roster with no plan and that's part of the problem he actually didn't do too bad i mean he was in a pretty heavy feud with velveteen dream while down yeah. there um they he feuded that with the undisputed the era defeated adam cole uh you know there's he was i think they had legitimate plans for him in nxt and then he was one of the people who was just like hey uh we need a bunch of NXT people up on Raw. You just grab some of them, bring them up to Raw. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm sure that's exactly how it went. And then, of course, they did absolutely shit with him. So I'm surprised too, man, because he had all the makings of a a star. He was that built. He was that Randy Orton type build, uh, but bigger. Um, were 
were I a conspiracy theorist, which I'm not really, but I would say that there is at least part of Vince McMahon that doesn't like that uh, EC3 went off and made himself a star in another company after WWE passed on him earlier on and and held a grudge. But I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theory, but... You um, say that, but... You kind of are a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> yeah, 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 I am in that respect, yeah. <laughs> you you also say that, but he's also done that to other superstars, but just changed their name completely and said, oh, no, that character never existed. So you, if you say that, but AJ Styles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, you, you say that, but I can't think of another wrestler <laughs> right now, but I'm sure there's... Samojo. Samojo. Smojo. Anyway, who is that? All right. So the way I do this, um, I I bring in several, not just one or two, um, but I I I bring in a sequence of people who are things like the Canellisi family to host the show. And oh my gosh, Mike Bennett's here, and let them be the Bennetts. That would be really cool if they were the Bennetts, or Mike Bennett and Maria Canellis. Like, that'd be okay. I don't think I would be upset about that. Um, we don't have to emasculate him. Um, and then, you know, I have maybe... I don't have Anderson and Gallows because they're going to Japan or AEWs. Like, they just flat out are. Um, <laughs> maybe Kurt Hawkins comes out and gets... You know, like, he's going to interfere, then he just kind of gets wrecked. Um, no, you can't do that to Kurt Hawkins again. Just make him a jobber? Not, no, not a long-term jobber. Just gets wrecked in his attempt to be the guy. Like, like they act as though they're the guy that's in the video. Every one of these people kind of acts like they're the big surprise, and then they're not the big surprise because they get wrecked oh, by like the two guys in the ring. Okay. I like that idea. Okay. So Kurt Hawkins comes in, and then he gets wrecked by the two guys in the ring, and they're like, we're going to finish our match now. Um, and then you see the same thing with Heath Slater. Uh you know, you get Leo Rush to do that. He gets wrecked by two people. Uh, maybe even Ang- Aiden English comes out on commentary. Um, and then uh, they tease Rowan, but it, he doesn't actually come out because they don't sign him. <laughs> um, and uh, No Way Jose comes out with the same gimmick, just a different name. Like, con- just run- leads a conga line out of nowhere. And then leaves. Everybody's like, which which one was the big one? Which one was the big? Who's the big one? And Austin Aries returns to Impact and interferes in the world title match and gets a world title shot because Austin Aries is amazing. And so even though he's never been WWE or he has been WWE, but he wasn't part of this released group, he's the big surprise returning wrestler. In the words of uh, Judge Mills Lane, I'll allow it. <laughs> yep. That's what I was excited about. Uh, That's why I had to ask: Does it have to be somebody who was released this time? Because I would love to see Austin Aries come back. Yeah, that'd be dope. Austin Aries may be the best cruiserweight heavyweight champion of all time. <laughs> yep. No, Finn, do- Balor. Finn Balor is sorry. Austin Aries may be the second best cruiserweight heavyweight champion of all time. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes more yeah. sense. True. I I, I, like the, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, there's going to be some mm, hurdles for him to jump over uh, for does a return to impact. Does he have a long-term contract with uh, with Major League? No, um, 
the the major hurdle is how he left Impact uh, the last time. Did burn some bridges. Yeah, and it's had six different owners since then, man. Like, well, true. Well, yes, you say that, say but, it, that, but... It, it was actually Don Callis uh, who owned it at the time, who is still the co-owner of the oh. company. Um, but the whole thing was, uh, in his match, he was supposed to um, lose the belt to. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was. John Morrison. Yeah, Johnny Impact, right? Lose the belt to Johnny Impact, uh, and and then this was, you know, of course his um, his contract was almost up, and they were still negotiating or whatever. But uh, he no sold the finish, like literally, he took the Starship Pain one, two, three, and then immediately got up and left the arena, flipping off the crowd the entire way out. Oh wow. So um, that's why I say he's burnt some bridges there, but nothing nothing that other wrestlers haven't done and come back from. So I'm not saying it's out entirely, but it would probably take him showing at least a little remorse for it, which Austin, Austin Aries, Aries is, is not, not exactly known for showing remorse <laughs> for things. So, uh, no, he's not. Yep. He's definitely not, but he is a great wrestler. And it would be a lot of fun to see him come back. I, again, this is fantasy booking, so my fantasy is that he can come back. Uh, because anybody else from a certain era that that is a, would would have a lot of. They're going. They're right now. They're targeting. In my opinion, they're targeting wrestling nerd pop. So it's going to be wrestling nerd. So if you if you have wrestling nerd and returning to Impact, well, we don't want wrestling nerds don't want Hulk Hogan, Jeff Hardy. Um, they don't want that stuff. Um, they they want somebody who who's not a WWE guy. And I think you know Bubba Ray would probably be the best WWE ish guy that people would be like, all right, I can I can deal with it. Um, but Bubba Ray's old or Bully Ray or whatever you want to call him. So Abyss would be the only other one, but he's not been released. So and hey, where's be, the right now? he's he's a producer for WWE. Yep, he is backstage in WWE doing <laughs> producer stuff. Oh wow. Yeah. So it is really weird to see him occasionally in pictures with no mask on. Like you don't I recognize him. But you saw that in, in, in Impact when he was his brother as well. Yep, but still don't recognize him. And so I so I look at him, it's just weird. It's like I still don't like seeing Kane with no mask on. Uh, that's because that's because Glenn Jacobs is not an attractive man. Well, neither neither really is Abyss, but we can move past that, I guess. <laughs> so, did any of you notice? And we haven't mentioned it, and no one has mentioned it, and I'm shocked. But throughout the whole Jeff Hardy Raw thing, thing, did you not notice that it was Jason Jordan that was one of the WWE management people that was helping Jeff up? I did not. No? Uh, I, I will admit at this point, I still have not watched SmackDown because I haven't had a chance to. My DVR finally recorded it after the replay on FS1 oh sometime gosh, over the I'm weekend. I'm the only person here who has watched all of wrestling for the last week. Yay! <laughs> well, JLB well, no. made it. I mean, I have. I just don't review them, apparently. Um, uh, <laughs> I've, but yeah, so you, you do. You just wait until they're a week old and then hey, review them then. Never late is better. 
better late than never, but never late is better. That's that's what I say, or maybe that's what Drake says. But either way, uh, it's you, the same. The only Drake you're allowed to quote is Drake Maverick on this show. That's right. Don't quote Canadian Drake. Um, I, I know nothing about Drake Maverick quote Drake Maverick quotes, so I shall shut my mouth now. <laughs> anyway. No, like I like to say, I mean, I'll allow it. I, I got no problem with the idea. Austin Aries is a phenomenal wrestler. He would get a big pop. I'm just pointing out that they better get talking to him right now because he's going to have to swallow a little bit of pride to come back. And, uh, and Not if he's straight into the world title picture and they pay him big bucks. True, true. He's, he's where now? Is he actually wrestling? They treat him like the draw he's become. The other person they could maybe get would be Pac because uh, I haven't seen him on AEW's recently. Right now, Austin Aries is in MLW. Uh-huh. Um, he's been there since 2018, but I don't know if he's got any sort of contract or long-term contract with him. Yeah, with them, I don't either. M- MLW doesn't have the budget to sign a ton of people to really long-term contracts. You know what I mean? Mm. And and he is king dingling in, in MLW because he's the biggest name, probably. Mm-hmm. So pretty, he probably kind of gets much. the same. What? Pretty much. Yeah. So, is Pac does Pac actually have a contract with AEW? I believe so. Wow. Um, all the reports I think say he does. Okay. That uh, there were just when he was um, Dragon I mean, Gate he's a bastard, so he could just be like, "F this, I'm leaving." When he was Dragon Gate, enter the Dragon Gate champion. That's why he wouldn't uh, didn't wrestle for AEW for a while because he wanted to show respect to that championship and not lose. While he was champion, but anyways, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. So oh. according to Wikipedia, MLW does not typically do long-term contracts. Uh, everyone is almost everyone is independent contractor allowed to appear in other promotions. See, that'd be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun, and it would elevate MLW by him coming in as the champion, saying, "I've got the real championship." I don't know why I made him kind of British with not much of an accent. <laughs> But you, sir, are what the Spanish call El Terrible. <laughs> now we're quoting Cleveland. All right. But, but no, I mean, like I say, this was just kind of fun to uh, imagine what they could be doing. So uh, this is what, what was that? This is when? June, tw- June? July. July, July 19th. July 18th. Oh, okay. Which, got a which, while. Like I say, I think... Their There's con- a lot of stars on that list that could easily go impact. They're easily. Not. Because they would be the biggest names in the show. Well, and and here's what's so brilliant about uh, them starting to advertise it so early. Because that's a month and a half away, right? That's that's a WWE pay-per-view and a half away. You know what I mean? Those, uh, those wrestlers can throw out their own red herrings if they want. Yeah, but on top of it, as it gets closer, right... You'll hear all of these rumors about so-and-so to AEW, so-and-so to Impact, so-and-so to whatever. You might even get on that week's um, Impact, not Impact, that week's AEW, you might actually get some people showing up, right? Yeah, because the day of is, is a Wednesday, isn't it? I believe so. I believe the, the day that they're allowed to start appearing is a Dynamite Day. So... So they can get some pop just going and talking, and then AEW AEW gets to play the good guy card again, promoting mm-hmm. another promotion. 
Yeah. Oh. But, but he, even more than that, right, they get to publicize for a month and a half who That's could be coming, good. who could be coming, who could be coming. And then a couple of them show up on AEW on Wednesday, but that still leaves a bunch of people that might still be coming because AEW is not going to suddenly on that Wednesday Night Dynamite have 24 new wrestlers show up. You know what I mean? Uh, so it yeah. started to burst the bubble, but July 18th is technically Saturday. No, I was talking about the end of the, the end of the contract. Yeah, which is the July. No? First day so, of the no. contract ending, I believe, is a Wednesday. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. The, yeah, it was pay per view was three days, I believe, after after I think the 15th is the day. All of their co- their ninety day no competes are up. But so, I don't know if it's the ninetieth day or the ninety first day. Uh, the only it's reason that like I Jesus freezing on the third day, yeah. you know, I uh, the only reason I think it is on the fifteenth is one of the wrestlers and I can't remember which one it was um, posted something along the lines of "We'll see everyone on the fifteenth of July," something like that. That being said, there may be some. Um, staggering of it in terms of when someone signed their release, de- you know, contract, right? Um, if someone put off signing that paperwork for a while, WWE might enforce that it's not the date that we sent you the paperwork, it's the day you returned it, sort of a thing. Uh, mm. So, that might play into some things there. But but in the end, you've got this 90 days on Wednesday, it might be up, but by that uh, Saturday uh, Slammiversary it's definitely up so there's a chance that some of them uh, debut on Impact but all that really does is enhance the drama for who's going to be the one that shows up on Impact that's pretty brilliant of Impact I, I give them a ton of props for that well and the other thing is again AEW is known for doing a one night one night contract so I mean AEW can play the good guy card or they cannot play the good guy card and this guy has a one night contract and then shows up at Impact still. So you've ruled out EC3 because he showed up at Impact or at uh at Dynamite and then he's the guy, you know. Yeah. He's I mean the there's one always guy, that chance. I would say I, he's the one guy you can't have just go out there and get ruled by the other two guys that are in the ring. He's he's world title contender. So you don't well, and, that, and that's the only reason I wouldn't see AEW signing him to like a one-day contract just to show up an appearance thing, because he's a big enough name and a big enough like character, a big enough yeah. wrestler character that he, he, signing him to a one-day contract, unless unless it was one of those things where you thought you were really really close to a long-term contract, you know, you you wouldn't put your all your eggs in that basket until you had something. I don't think. Anyways. But that's a ton of fun to think about and to look forward to. And um, I'm probably going to try to find a way to watch that slam anniversary, uh, if only because of this. Um, is now, it weird? They usually have their pay-per-views. What was that? How do they? Um, I- they've they've got an impact streaming uh, service that they do a lot of them on. But then I think they're also on like regular pay-per-views. Uh, but to be perfectly honest, I haven't watched a impact wrestling pay-per-view in a while mm. so like not live i should say i watched like uh the later ones um on replay but so i'm assuming it's it's gonna be on their impact pro app but i don't know okay. if they also do them on 
Twitch. I on doubt Twitch, it. like they do their TV show. Turn around and get it. Bump, bump. Turn it over and switch. Oh, no, you said <laughs> Twitch. Sorry. <laughs> See, you know what the, the benefit is? I am not musically talented enough for that to show up as a, uh, as a uh, stolen song. You are correct. <laughs> I could sing an entire song on this show. Not that it would be good, but I could sing an entire song on this show. And unless they have word recognition, they're not going to know that I that that we just that we just use another another company's music, royalty required music. Until we become huge, and then bam, and then boom, we got to pay royalties to anybody but Drake because I'm not singing a Drake song unless it's you used to call me on my cell phone. <laughs> So it looks like Fight TV. I love that 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 uh, Smarks is attempting to not have ADHD tonight, but eh, he's had his own moments too. You know what? I, at at the end of the day, uh, Dak Fabe, it's 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 God's plan. God's plan. Gotcha. Uh, oh my so, lord! Fight TV is uh, where they put their pay-per-views most of the time, um, and then the Impact Plus they show up later. It's forty bucks on Fight TV, I think. How much uh, is Impact Plus? Two dollars and seventy-six cents a month. Wow, I, I am quite certain it is more than that. I mean, WWE has a whole library. Well, in in fairness, Impact has a whole library. It's just a lot smaller of a whole library. <laughs> it's it's the local Giltner, Nebraska library. Well, yes, I live in Giltner, Nebraska. For those who want to hunt me down, they have twenty years. No, uh, almost twenty. Two thousand two, so eighteen years, yeah. I think. WWE um, has fifty years of two promotions. WWE definitely has a whole lot more. No arguments there. But I would like to say maybe Impact possibly has uh, 20 years of better matches consecutively compared to maybe WWE's 20 years. Does WWE have rights to any of the NWA stuff? Or does the NWA have the rights to, like, Jim Crockett productions? You know, I I don't know 100% the answer to that. Um, I'm sure it's very, very, very complex because the fact that NWA was not uh, actually a wrestling promotion of themselves, it was an alliance of wrestling promotions that I'm sure that, you know, I mean, the NWA world title was the original WCW world title for a long time. And so with WWE owning the Jim Crockett promotions library and the WCW library, those early ones are in that library. However... There might be a licensing issue with the name NWA that they yeah, have to deal with. It would especially, be interesting to find out. Especially since Billy Corgan owns NWA. I could totally see him being all like, nope, nope. Because you're WWE. So, right. so, well, so are we Imp- moving on? Impact Plus. We'll be moving on until after I get done with this. Impact <laughs> Plus um, is $8 a month. And apparently the four major pay-per-views are on Impact Plus. The other pay-per-views are on Fight TV. So you'd have to pay for Fight anyways. Well, 
Except uh, Slammiversary, Slammiversary is considered one of their four major. So no, but I mean, if you wanted to watch a whole bunch of it, you'd have to. Yeah. Like yeah. if you'd want to see. Well, Dominic but then or whatever it is. Then after with within the week after it airs on Fight TV, then it does show up on Impact. Oh, okay. So eventually, you would be able to. And you wouldn't have to. You as a person wouldn't wouldn't necessarily insist on watching it the first night. Not necessarily, but when they sent out this this uh, release uh, a year ago, they said they had three thousand plus hours in their library, including past pay per views, original series, reality shows, and documentaries. It's oh, they not- did say from international promotional partners. So we'll see. They probably partner with a bunch of like small. They used to European partner with New Japan. Yeah, they did. We talked about the whole Kato incident earlier. So, yeah. um, so you know, I'm, maybe I'll I'll wait until closer to July 18th and then hit up that 30 day free trial for eight bucks a month. <laughs> yeah, no, because uh, that should be pretty interesting. Because you can't wait the next day. You're gonna get spoiled anyways because people spoil stuff. And it's not really spoiled if they're watching it live and you're not. So, uh, yeah, I might consider maybe doing the same. But anyways, we will move on to our game of Ring of Honor, AEW, or Impact. It's what we replace Nullify, Vilify, DFI, or Fire Push Barry, or whatever you want to call it. Um, Because I like this game a little bit better. And it's unique to us. It's not just you that likes it better. I mean... True. Not to mention, you don't have to necessarily say something's a bad move. There's been times where we thought ROH was just the right move, Mm -hmm. not the Mm -hmm. bottom rung. So, um, the rules for anyone new listening to this, I'm going to give out to them, then they're going to give out to me, and then so on and so forth. Three current WWE wrestlers that you need to relocate to one of those three other companies. So, the first round, the choices are. The New Day, as a whole, each one of them individually. Kofi, Xavier Woods, Biggie. Okay. So you're splitting up the New Day. All right, I'll do this first. I'm taking Biggie, and I'm putting him. I'm gonna take him to Impact. I'd love to see a Biggie versus Moose match. Uh, again, the big men at Impact are are solid, um, even after they lost Brian Cage. So I'm gonna go Biggie to Impact. Um, this is where it gets really hard. Um, Kofi brings more to AEW, but he brings more in this in any situation than Xavier Woods does. But Xavier Woods is young, and the featuring ability that AEW gives helps him more. AEW helps Xavier Woods more than it helps Kofi. Kofi helps AEW more um, than Xavier Woods does. So I'm gonna go with Xavier Woods to AEW because they really like to help to elevate their wrestlers. Um, Xavier Woods—he's he, the former Elijah Burke, or he's the former uh, Consequences, Consequences Creed. Consequences Creed. Okay, yeah. So I think he'd be—I think he'd do okay in AEW. And Kofi would put ROH on the freaking map. Like there wouldn't even be questions anymore about about. Is ROH above or below impact? Like that's Kofi would would put ROH so high on the map, even if Big E did go to impact at the same time. Um, ROH kind of becomes a, a must watch at that point. So that's where I go. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, 
Uh, a, like better? Like, yeah, Kofi would be a big star in ROH, but like Kofi'd be a big star in any of the three. He would, yeah, that's very like, true. Like he elevates every single brand. the The biggest, the biggest aspect to that is Kofi's career doesn't get hurt by ROH, in my opinion. Um, Xavier Woods gets buried in ROH. You know, like they they've done not well with a lot of of wrestlers. Um, Maybe he might get like the Jay Lethal tra- treatment. He might, he might. You know, It'd be the big dog. Yeah. But I think he, I think AEW has so much more to offer Xavier Woods, and like I said, um, it it really comes down to what can the top promotion AEW of those three offer to each of the individual athletes, and I don't think it elevates Kofi at all. Kofi's so good and so loved that I don't think AEW elevates Kofi, but Kofi elevates any of the three. You know what I'm saying? Whereas <laughs> AEW can elevate either Big E or Xavier Woods, but I want Big E in, in Impact because it would be fun. I'm going to make up a word. I'm going to say funner. I feel like a lot of people I feel like a lot of people already say it and they already assume it's a word. So you kind of already made up a word that a lot of people assume is already one. I stole a a pre-existing made-up word. Yep. How dare you. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of conflicted. I would like to see um, uh, I would like to see Xavier in AEW just because he'd be with all the gamers with... uh, Ooh, that's, that's a good aspect, yeah. And then we'd probably get an AEW game a lot quicker because he'd be more involved in that, and with a lot of his up, up, down, down promotion and stuff like that. So I would really love to see that in that selfish aspect of a wrestling video game. Um, with that said, though, I'm actually thinking of wanting to bring Biggie to AE Dubs because I feel like that also would still be a fun time. And we kind of need bigger guys, too, who can still move. I feel like we have those serious big guys within, you know, um, Cage and um, Hager. Hager. But we need a more relaxed big guy, if you will, because we don't really have those. We just have... He's obviously ra- relaxed. Have you seen him do swivel his hips? Ugh. <laughs> and look at Corey Graves at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's freaking hilarious. Um, so I want to see that. I think that might be fun for uh, Big E and AE Dubs. Sure. Um, you know, I'm bringing Xavier to ROH, unfortunately. Um, they might not necessarily bury him because he is still a pretty decent wrestler um, and they might give him the Jay Lethal treatment just because he's still a former WWE superstar you know what I mean he's not a nobody and um, I don't know anyone else in ROH I'm sure there's bigger stars than him in ROH but he definitely wouldn't be just a jobber that's for sure so he'll get his push um and then of course we got kofi to impact which i think would help impact uh which would help elevate impact as you mentioned though kofi anywhere would help uh the company elevate regardless so uh yeah i'm that's my story and i'm uh, sticking to it interesting interesting i probably would have done pretty much the melding of the two what you would have done all right, I'm just. Um, yeah, I, I kind of wanted to hear this, especially when he said <laughs> it's yeah. going to be the melody of the two. 
It'd be the melding. Here's the deal. Um, I agree. Kofi and uh, Ring of Honor would be huge. So it would be Kofi to Ring of Honor. But I I really want to see Big E in AEW. Of all of those three, if if I had my choice for AEW, it'd be Big E. Uh, Big E just screams out someone who has never been given a solo shot anywhere yet, mm. uh, yeah. and really, really, really deserves it. He could be a legitimate contender in AEW. And then, of course, uh, Xavier Woods has a history with Impact um, as consequences Creed. And so he could be easily another one of those returning hero sort of characters. So that's what I would have done. But No, I get it. Uh, how, how long was he uh, in Impact for? Two, three, four years. It was quite a while. Wow. It was a, really? it was a decent amount of time. I think it was three years or so. Yeah, had a Google matches with him up in Impact. Oh, they were good. He, he's he's much better than WWE gives him credit for. 2007 oh. to 2010. So three years. Yep. Yep. All right, my turn. Ah, I'm excited. I'm gonna bust out this list because technically they're all still employed by WWE. So I was I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do tag teams that were released. So you have Kurt Hawkins and. Um, Zack Ryder, you have Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, and you have Epic. Oh no 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 no! Take off Carl. It's Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder, um, Epico and Primo, and then for the third one, you have Rusev and Aiden English. No love for the Ascension, man. Sorry, oh, my soul. Um, sorry. Anywhere, better be sorry. Because the Ascension, when they were the only NXT reason I pulled off. off the only reason I pulled off uh, uh, Gallows and Anderson is because I think that's too obviously AEW, so I just pulled them off. So, so for me, of that group, um, Epico and Primo, probably Ring of Honor. Easier for travel, I get it. Yeah, I think ROH that works based best. Florida. I think that works best for them overall. Um, they they fit that sort of all kinds of based in Florida at the moment. Uh, for the most part, you're right. They're all based in Florida right now. No, they're doing their filming in Florida. Yep, Jacksonville now. So, but yeah, no, the the Colognes, Primo and Epico to Ring of Honor. The the tougher ones are the Hawkins and Ryder and Rusev and Aiden English. Um, partially because they're they're tag teams, but they're also kind of known for independent. So you've got to keep both of those in mind, not just where they would do well as tags, but where they would have chances at, as independent wrestlers as well. It really becomes a, an SCU scenario with both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I got to be honest, I'm probably going to go go a little off where you might have thought, but I think Ryder and Hawkins to AEW and Rusev and Aiden English to Impact. Um, I, and and some of it comes down to uh, working against the, the mold a bit, and some of it comes down to uh, Impact getting a, a legitimate big man in Rusev and a high work rate in Aiden English. Um and I think that works really well. Aiden English is good on the mic. Rusev is decent on the mic. Neither of them are, you know, top 10 on the mic guys, sort of a thing, right? 
Um, whereas Zack Ryder and Hawkins, with Zack Ryder, you've got a top 10 speaker potential. You know, he he can cut a promo. Um, he got himself over in WWE. Yes, right? yeah. And online. Online. Be- before so, the internet was as impactful as it is now. Totally unsanctioned, you know, is just, I'm going to do this myself. And and so that's why I think they'd be really good in AEW is because both of them have good work rate, but he brings a lot more in terms of mic skills to the table, I think. So it that's a tough one, though. That is really tough because that could go either way and I'd be happy either way, you know, mm. um, but that's probably what I would do. What about you, Justin? Um, so I'm going to go with Epico and Primo actually in AEW. I would feel like oh. add a nice tag team division, though. I, I really would like to see. I just imagine them against Private Party or Best Friends. They don't necessarily need oh, any more tag team. Best Friends. Sorry. <laughs> they they don't, don't have to worry about getting sued for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, but I don't know. I, I think they'd be a good time. They were severely underrated in WWE, and um, after watching that Undertaker documentary where Primo actually helped Taker, I thought that was very random. I'm like, why did why did Primo go and help Taker for the WrestleMania match? Like, out of all people, and then I started to go check out some uh, matches and. Their, their tag matches in Puerto Rico and so on, they actually do pretty good. They're, like, really good as a tag team. And the Raw... But I remember seeing Raw matches with them. They were just complete trash. I liked their whole little um, segments there, but that got boring quick. So, uh, I'm just, just out of pure entertainment, they'd be, like, an amazing tag team to, to go up against Private Party or Best Friends or maybe even SCU and so on so that's pure selfish entertainment reasons that's where they're going um i am going to go with man you know what we're bringing zach Ryder and um kurt hawkins kurt hawkins sorry kurt um down to roh they would explode in ROH, and I think that's what they would need, given their whole social media presence and how good they are online and so on. I think that would help ROH a lot, and they would already be big stars there. And then we would bring Rusev and Aiden to uh, Impact. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So two side notes while listening to that. Um, we have yet to receive sponsorship from Splode, so please stop promoting soda that can explode. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Has anybody ever seen the PSA for that? That's fantastic. Well, I really wish somebody would create Splode. Well, what about Slurm? <laughs> have we got sponsored by them yet? No, I haven't been sponsored by Slurm. Well, maybe we have in in that universe, the Simpsons universe, but not here. Or not Simpsons universe. Nope. Nope. Futurama universe. Yes. Sorry about that mistake. Holy cow. Um, the you second side that's... note that I realized is Aiden English's real name is Matthew Rewald. And this is my own little miniature uh, FBI uh, because obviously Rusev's middle or real name is Miroslav Barnyshev. Barnyshev. Mm-hmm. And I want I want them to be called Eminem. Hi, Miroslav. my name is 
My name they could, is... It, yeah, if they go to a big enough promotion, they could even get that. Hi, kids. Eminem. You like violence? Want to see aiding English? Stab nine inch nails in each one of my eyelids? All right. See? There we go. No, they, they would have to go to CZW for that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> At the end of the day, they just can't figure out which Spice Girl they want to impregnate. And then that's what Dr. Dre said. And that they were both base heads. And let's move on. Okay, yeah, you need to stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that joke stopped being funny after um, we I... made the joke. <laughs> when, it, when it was American, it was yeah. funny. America. Now that it's Canadian. <laughs> yeah, you, you Canadians ruin everything with your <laughs> just, socialized health care and uh, yeah, yeah, that's happy it. government. <laughs> Lack of riots. Yep. Peaceful yep. protests. Uh, you know, we have our moments. Don't hey. you know. Don't you know. Okay. Well, you've got to come up with a challenge now. All right, guys. I got one. So calm your titty twisters. I'm, uh, I'm not going to forget you this week. Oh, thank God. But you didn't forget me last week either. It was the week before that I was still traumatized by. So thank you. Um, <sighs> Trauma builds character. Mm, duly noted. It's true, though. Um, that's, what, that's something I feel like Trump would say. Um, okay. So I am going to go with... Um, we're going gimmick-wise, okay? Not necessarily you have to take that gimmick with him. Okay? So I, I don't entirely understand what you're saying, so give me the, the gimmick and then I'll decide if I understand yet. So Undertaker, Phenom, you have to take that character. You can't so, combat ass. So I have to take Mark Calloway or I have to take the character, the Undertaker? You're taking the freaking wrestler, but you have to use that gimmick. It's not that hard to understand. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so what you're saying right. is I can't do Mean Mike Calloway. Mean Mark. No, nope, you can't. Mark you can try. You won't succeed. Okay, fair enough. Right, so the if you give us American Badass Undertaker and Mark, me and Mark Callis, I'm going to be like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so the Undertaker. I'm literally going to give the Undertaker. Um, we're going to go... Oh, that is interesting. Did you guys thought I was going to take three characters from the Undertaker? Like American Badass, Phenom... Oh and my god, this Callis? is going to be faces of Mick Foley, isn't it? No, no, we didn't think you were going to. We were going to be angry if you did, though. Oh, okay. Well, um, in that note, we're doing that, but for Kane. So we are doing the dentist. Isaac Yankum. Isaac Yankum. We are doing um, Mass Kane. Well, did Kane play as anything else, by the way? Because I only know him as the dentist and Mass Kane. Fake, Fake Diesel. Diesel. Oh Jesus! This is awesome. All right, so we got mass, mass came. There, there goes our, there like, goes our monetization. <laughs> now they have to go to either ROH, AEW, or Impact. Choose wisely. Okay, so I am firing Fake Diesel. I am. Oh wait, no, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> Uh, um, so I'm gonna fuck and to fuck, and then I'm gonna fuck to fuck, and then I'm gonna fuck you to fuck you. <laughs> well, if That's we're doing the this. three gimmicks of Kane, and we have to do this, if when? this is your challenge, then um, in reality, I I joke about firing Fake Diesel, but I would actually give money to see Fake Diesel challenge for the AEW World Title. So, oh my gosh, <laughs> not winning. Fair. 
not win it, he would be a one-off appearance. You, you, you've already and you've already got Jim Ross there to bring him in. Yeah, crime and alley. Go on. Um, Kane to Kane to Impact. They've already got a, a fair amount of like supernatural gimmicks right now with Rosemary and Sue Young and um, um, James Mitchell, all of that stuff. Potentially so, Eric Young too. Yeah, Eric Young. He goes back to that gimmick. Who knows? Um, so. So there's that, and so that would put Isaac Yankum in Ring of Honor. <laughs> oh, that's a bad fit, but that's the best. That's that. That's the best fit that Square Peg's gonna fit in. So. So, I, uh, I, uh, fuck. I mean, I guess if you have Black Machismo show up, you know, and greet Isaac Yankum. And he's like, I'm gonna fix your grill. <laughs> However, brother. Brother man, that I haven't seen you in forever. Would be good. What's that? Having Black Machismo versus Fake Diesel though might be a good time. Ugh. But they didn't overlap. That's See, because that's Kevin, I... Na- Kevin Nash actually came up with the Black Machismo thing, so that does work. Yeah, true. Ugh. But but for for me, it doesn't work because in terms of timeline, uh, Randy Savage didn't overlap with fake diesel at all in wwe wwf at the time but randy savage did overlap very briefly i believe with isaac yankum yes he did so so the black you think it was as a commentator i think savage was still on commentary at that point like uh, because he was i haven't seen you in forever how's it going (laughs) <laughs> oh man okay I've got Dr. Isaac Yankum to um, impact because they do a lot of gimmick wrestling and boy if anybody can make a gimmick work right now it's impact mm. um, I do I really like your diesel to your fake diesel to AE dubs um, because Jim Ross is there that's the only reason um and and they could they could even do it as a as a mockery of the fact that WWE had that happen. So um, I, I think we should have to book their new fake names too. Um, and then Kane, um, I guess Kane goes to ROH, which would elevate the brand if you have you know Big Red Devil at <laughs> ROH and you know that it's Glenn Jacobs, and you have Doctor David Yankum. <laughs> <laughs> at impact, and then you have uh, 18 Wheeler. I'm gonna introduce a new character to you guys. 18 Wheeler. <laughs> and out comes the diesel. I'm gonna leave that bad taste in everybody's mouth it, as we end the podcast. Any one of those uh, does lead to the brilliant. Uh, what is Isaac Yankum doing in the impact zone? Uh, so, so it doesn't matter what is fake diesel doing in the impact zone <laughs> theoretically oh, can they call it can, in the impact zone. because wwe owns the rights to the name diesel they don't own the rights to the name fake diesel they've probably not trademarked that they can call it so they could call him Eco Diesel. Eco Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. 
biodiesel. How uh-huh. to be a vegetarian. There we go. Anyway. Oh, wow. Oh, that one was brutal, though. I don't know if we're going to invite the Canadian back next week. Guys, that was hey, your, that, that was all your fault. Remember? No, because you were started. So what were you supposedly originally going to do? I, I just meant by their actual... Uh, that you have to bring that character. Like I was just gonna say, the Undertaker. You have to bring the Phenom, not the American Badass. You have to bring that character. Then I was gonna choose another wrestler, Kane. You have to bring the Big Red Machine or whatever have you. I was gonna say something along those lines, but then when you thought I was going the other way, I was like, oh, that's so far more interesting. So I went. Back. That's so, so far you're... more horrible. God, that's, that's, that was worse than my FBI with the NASCAR match. I agree. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Nothing can be worse than his NASCAR match on the FBI, okay? I, I would have thought that until someone made me book fake Diesel in Impact. <laughs> no, you put him in AEW. I put him in AEW, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we both did. Oh, my gosh. However, how interesting would you see? How interesting would you pay? You'd pay money to see that, don't lie. If well, I knew it was coming, I would probably intentionally tune in that night. I really would. You're right. And yeah, more so than an NASCAR match. So I win. No. Yep. No. 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 But on that note, we are going to leave that bad taste in everyone's mouth and leave. So <laughs> make sure to follow us on Twitter. You can follow me. At Raw and Order WBU, you can follow DA Fabe at at DA Vincent K Fabe, and you can follow our horrible RCMP. Just the, like we're just gonna call you the Mountie from now on, because holy yeah. crap, you it's are now bad. Mountie. Uh, we tried to be <laughs> cool to you. Um, uh, my Twitter is at JLB420. Real Talk Radio is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8. And anchor.fm slash RTR is where you can find all my socials on the doobly doos. Because you forgot to say that, good sir. Oh, he, that he was comes up it. later. Yeah, oh. he was getting to it. And, and by the way, you can also reach JLB at, um, not at, with a hashtag, worst Mountie ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I always say make sure to subscribe to this on whatever platform you use. Click that little subscribe button or follow button or whatever it's called uh, to make sure you get notified when we post new episodes. Because we do six episodes a week between Sometimes. our raw review well, we do them eventually. I mean, <laughs> some weeks it's 12, mm-hmm. and other weeks it's zero. It's, it's on average six episodes yeah. a week. <laughs> Ooh, I'm crying. I'm crying. <laughs> but make sure to click that subscribe so you get notified. Um, you can also review us on Apple Podcasts. Um, they use reviews heavily in their algorithm on who to recommend to other people. So give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, just like the number of aneurysms Jim Cornette had while watching Double or Nothing. Just yeah. like the number of aneurysms Jim Cornette had while listening to us book fake Diesel on AEW. <laughs> I don't know. He might like that. <laughs> he probably got excited. He was like, oh my gosh, Kane could be in three. Glenn Jacobs could be in three promotions at the same time. Finally, real damn wrestling uh, on this show. But Becky Lynch has to go and get pregnant. Rawr! I don't know. You can find our Wix site in the pinned tweet on my Twitter or in the doobly-doos below. See, I told you. Yeah. 
Uh, it was coming. You can find all the ways to enjoy us, all the different places. You can even listen to the show right on that website, so you don't have to go someplace else and, and listen to it. Um, you can download the Wix app, which gives you a way to communicate directly with us. Or even better, you can head over to our Patreon site, sign up, and get access to our Discord server, where you can send us messages directly through there. And don't forget, we now have merch, so you can head to shop.spreadshirt.com slash rawandorderwbu to get it all there, including our doobly-doo shirt, our and new world champion shirt, our not a cop shirt, and our uh, police academy shirt. So we've got a lot of options there. Head over to shop.spreadshirt.com slash raw and order WBU to see it all. But on that note, we are going to close the book on this fantasy booking institute um, and probably lock it and throw away the key because the <laughs> ending was a nightmare scenario. <laughs> The mayor of Knox County approves this episode. Yeah, he definitely does. But make sure to tune in on our next episode um, when we review, I don't know, one of the shows eventually. Um, And then we'll be back for the WBU later this week. Thank you all for listening. We will see you soon.